Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Hello, and how y'all doing today? I am your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from hot and humid New Orleans. We are the home of the number one NBA draft pick, Zion Williamson, young 18-year-old gentleman. Let's hope gumbo and poor boys don't ruin his health. But I do have to make a comment about sports in general. Cities need something to rally around, and sports seems to be the medium to do it. Look at the Toronto Raptors turnout after the NBA championships. I can tell you that New Orleans was crowding the streets like it was Mardi Gras awaiting the official announcement about one 18-year-old young man, one basketball player that will bring so much hope not just to the fans, but to the city, for the Pelicans, just like Drew Brees did for New Orleans after Katrina. Like so many other great cities, there's something great to rally around. And by the way, I'm so glad football season's right around the corner. Go Saints. A big thank you to all our listeners, tell your friends and associates, especially our international crowd. It's very gratifying and growing. We hit 10 different countries last week. Today's show is sponsored by CreditSafe. If you're extending credit to your customers, do it safe with CreditSafe. It's fast and you can save some money, especially if you're doing it the old-fashioned way by calling or faxing credit information requests. I hope you enjoyed last week's show about by RingBoost. Have you entertained having a vanity phone number? Check it out at ringboost.com. And remember, you can always listen on demand after the show And please let me know if there's a certain guest or subject you'd like to have, and I'll do my best to get them. The call-in number today is 1-866-472-5790. So today, I want to talk about change. Our industry has changed so much over the last couple of decades, not just with the consolidation, but also with the upgrading of equipment and how it's getting smarter and foolproof every year. There's a saying. In life, change is inevitable. In business, change is vital. So says William Bennis, an American scholar, organizational consultant, and author. I'm certain that most, if not all, business people would agree with him. However, the sheer pace of change continues to accelerate. So how can you leaders help organizations thrive in a constantly changing environment? Because, you know... There are two types of organizational changes. A new technology emerges, new legislation is passed, a new competitor services, or a former competitor leaves the market or goes out of business. Each of these changes is sudden and generally unexpected. Sudden change require people to respond in new ways, ways they may not have anticipated. Other types of changes are more incremental or process-based and may be more within one's control. For instance, a process within the department, say inside sales or in the shop or a division that needs to be redesigned, or a new team member is joining the team. In each of these cases, there is prior notice of the change, allowing all those involved some time to think about and mainly plan their responses. We can look at five different ways leaders can help 
to effectively manage these two broad categories of change. One would be scan the environment. As management continues to face pressures to turn a profit quarter after quarter and year after year, leaders have increasingly been focused on more short-term rather than long-term goals. This is kind of unfortunate because in many cases, leaders tend to focus on exploiting whatever current resources they have while discounting the future. Consequently, they are less prepared for unexpected changes that are likely to occur. And in our rental businesses, there are probably more unexpected changes than expected changes. Continually scanning the environment to understand current and potential impacts on the company and industry it's in, and the movement among competitors can help leaders anticipate and prepare their organizations for potential changes. Next, turn data into insights. Your environmental scanning activities will arm you with a great deal of data. Sometimes so much data that it can be overwhelming and difficult to turn into action. Leaders who are able to turn data into actionable insights will be able to make predictions for how the present will be impacted for the future, like in fleet management situations or growing or slowing customer bases. That's data that's available to you right now. And these insights can lead to significant innovations and business success. If you look back and consider Steve Jobs, for instance, in 1996, Jobs predicted that commerce was going to be killer on the web. He was right. Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, was paying attention to Jobs' predictions and taking action based on the insights gleaned. In 2015, Amazon did $105 billion billion in net sales. Today, even large retail chains like Walmart are struggling to keep up. That is turning data into insights. Next, balance strategy and culture. Culture can be defined as aggregation of the mindset and beliefs of an organization's employees, but it's the manifestation of the principles, vision, and mission that bind an organization's people together. However, as you've likely experienced in your own career, culture can mean different things to different people within an organization. And we've talked about culture quite a bit over the past. This means that any organizational change is likely to be felt and reacted to differently by different employee groups. Consequently, the cultural component of change needs to be managed very carefully. If not, the ramifications can be severe. The best examples of how culture can impact organizational success can be seen during merger and acquisition activities as two or more companies come together to form one. Here's an example. The Daimler Chrysler merger failure. This is, this is one example of this. One of the main hurdles for this merger was the difference in communication styles between Chrysler, an American firm, and Daimler-Benz, a German firm. There was a blog by a gentleman by the name of Michael Gates 
where he points out in the study that Americans tend to evince optimism and put forward best case scenarios. Germans, on the other hand, and please, I'm not knocking Germans, tend to be more comfortable with exercising caution and have a somewhat pessimistic view that focuses more on worst case scenarios. They proactively seek a lot of background information before approaching any important decision. The let's get on with it approach that Americans are more likely to to take can increase Germans' need for caution and can cause friction. Aligning a company's strategy, execution, with culture reduces the disruptive nature of a change. Leaders need to ensure that culture and strategy work in collaboration for success, but in a balanced and efficient manner. And I think back at all the mergers and acquisitions in our equipment rental industry that have taken place in America. I wonder if any of these issues took place. Interesting thought. Also, beware of illicit emotions. Unconscious or illicit emotions are often a result of our past experience, which impact the way we think about things. To lead effectively, leaders must understand both their own and others' emotions, and training can help. Some leaders learn how to regulate their own emotions as well as to accurately interpret others' emotions. This is particularly helpful during tense discussions, confrontations, or conflicts. The ability to see emotions as information rather than a personal attack can help boost understanding and lead to better outcomes. Next, use organizational politics in a positive way. Organizational politics refers to a variety of activities associated with the use of tactics to influence or improve personal or organizational interest. Understanding the political terrain can help fight dysfunctional politics and reframe them as a natural, useful tool necessary to lead change positively. An example of this would be leveraging political connections internally to fulfill a personal agenda. This is generally a negative use of politics. On the other hand, a coalition of employees who leverage their internal political connections to bring about a change that positively impacts a customer group would be an example of using politics in a positive way. The difference is a focus that is driven toward personal versus organizational impact. It's trite, but it's true. Change is a constant. The pace of change is rapidly increasing and is likely to continue to do so for the foreseeable future. Organizational leaders are in a pivotal position to help their organizations and all of the people within them to navigate change both when it is sudden and when it is predicted. Also, change is exciting. Lack of participation is not. There's a story of a CEO who was kicking off a cultural transformation project with a client. The CEO was overly optimistic 
sharing the most recent employee survey results. A vast majority of employees seemed happy about being part of the organization. However, when he started reviewing the results, he observed that 48% of people expressed they weren't included in the decision, making progress, making process, excuse me. They saw a clear vision, excuse me, division between deciders and doers. As a change facilitator, that was a big red light. That people say they like their job means nothing if they don't feel included. Lack of engagement, alignment, and participation are why most organizational transformations fail. People want to play a bigger role. Having a say is not enough. They want to help design and shape the future. To create an enduring impact, leaders cannot impose change. They must liberate it. And there's changes going on in every aspect of every rental business in this country on a day-to-day basis. We all know that every minute a different change can take place, be it uh, via a phone call, be it an accident, being a customer that may not be as happy as we would like them to be. And so there's a lot of things that uh, not just leaders, but everybody in the organization has to deal with. And that's, uh, and that's change. It's going to happen, and it does happen, I think, more so in our industry because of all the different equipment we deal with, with all the uh, people that we have to rely on, and there's just change, change, change throughout and so we're going to take a break now and go back to Voice America. And when we come back, Morning, we're going to talk about some more change and what people want and what they can't have. Back to you, Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60 37 FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60 37 FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. 
Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back to Rental Equipped Talk Radio. Today's main topic is change. And the rental industry has seen more change in the last couple of decades than most industries have uh, maybe just uh, scaling right under the banking industry, I would say. So we've been talking about change, and uh, with that, I want to talk about the topic of people want more power, not control. So moving change forward is a top priority for most CEOs or even division leaders or department heads in this industry. They must drive large-scale organizational transformations disruptive innovation, and adapting to the future of work while leading. Leaders understand that they need support. People are their most important asset to drive change forward. Four of the biggest challenges for CEOs relate to talent optimization, according to a survey. Those are finding the right talent, aligning teams with strategy, getting the most out of people and creating a great environment. These are key priorities to succeed today and moving forward. So why is it that so many organizations are filled with disengaged people, dysfunctional teams, and frustrating practices? The answer is is simple. Change is designed at the top and then spread out across the larger organizations. People feel excluded from the conversation. However, change cannot be imposed. No one wants to be told what to do or how to do a job. I recognize in this industry that training goes on to do those things. So these are just general comments. A top-down approach erodes trust. People feel they're being controlled. Their way of working is defined by practices that are imposed by senior management. Mandatory meetings that are boring, useless, or draining. Adopting someone else's best practices. Not addressing the real tensions because they're not strategic. Forcing people to change by coercion, fear, or empty promises. Implementing new processes that won't solve pervasive and recurring problems. And adopting innovative and agile methods without changing mindsets or distribution of authority. So, 
we need to control less and trust more. The solution to a top-down approach is not a bottom-up one, but to drive change from within, it can happen anywhere and be initiated by anyone in the organization. Leaders, managers, and teams should work together to co-design the future. Involving people is more than just making them feel part of the conversation. It's realizing that those in the front line have a bigger interest in understanding. They are better prepared to solve everyday organizational problems because they deal with them. Also, when people are part of the design process, you don't have to sell them anything. They've already bought into the idea. They co-created. Your team wants more power, but not for the reasons you might think. Some suggest that people who desire more power are looking to control one thing, themselves. They don't want more power to influence others. Employees want the freedom to make their own choices. Please understand, I'm not saying this is true in every case or situation that may have many different circumstances related to it. And the larger the company, the more difficult some of these change ideas may be. So I understand that. But in so many cases, people want to control what they do, how they do it, when, and with whom. And in some businesses, this may be true, not always true in the equipment rental industry. And it's not always a great way to run a business And in many cases, it's impossible. Changing an organization requires letting go of control. Give your team control on how they work and in some cases when. Then this brings you to another subject. Then there's the, the power of liberating structures. Hierarchy is not the problem. Control is. We usually use the word structure to refer to something rigid and siloed. Without structure, there's chaos. Think of rituals, for example. They have a clear process and dynamics. Structures define how we collaborate with others, regardless if they're explicit or unspoken, forced or embraced, efficient or frustrating. To turn people into agents of change requires more than a nice purpose or rallying cry. The mindset and ways of working must change. We have to start by understanding how structures can hinder or unleash innovation. There's a book, The Surprising Power of Liberating Structures, that explains the difference between macro and micro structures. Now look, I'm not trying to get too scientific here, but some of this stuff makes sense. Macro structures are designed for the long term. They can't be changed easily or cheaply. This category includes things such as building, corporate strategy, policies, organizational charts, and core operating processes. Microstructures, on the other hand, 
are less complex and can be easily be changed from one event to another. This sounds more like our industry. These small structures help us define how we collaborate with other people. For example, meetings, conference room layout, agendas, people's role, and participation. Macro structures provide a foundation to manage a business on the long run. Micro structures are more fluid and flexible. They allow us to experiment and innovate every day. And sometimes it takes an incident in our industry to innovate, to change the way things are done. However, for many organizations, their microstructures are fixed. Take meetings, for example. How people interact, contribute, or who sits where happen by inertia. They are not purposefully designed. Liberating structures are adaptable microstructures that accelerate collaboration within groups. They radically improve how people interact and work together. I wonder how the equipment rental industry fits into one of these structures. I'm thinking more the micro. Let me share an example. Do you want to improve feedback? Ask better questions. An example, two simple questions to engage people could be, what is not working here at XYZ Rentals? And what is working here at XYZ Rentals? The first question cuts to the chase. It invites people to discuss what needs to be fixed. It comes from a place of honesty and vulnerability. The second one provides balance. It helps people appreciate the positive, not just focus on what's broken. Liberating structures are simple and small, but create a big impact. They make it easier to include and unleash everyone in shaping the future. So I think you have to focus on what you can control. Most of the things are out of our control, like it or not. You can't control the environment, the economy, or what your competitors do. Even worse, people are out of your control too. They don't want to be changed by others. However, you can manage and design how people collaborate and innovate. The concept of liberating structures which I'm jumping into, provides an engaging playground rather than a rigid roadmap. First, think about the invitation. Defining how people are invited to contribute to a change initiative can drive engagement from the get-go. Let your team choose rather than being forced to support change. Explain the case for transformation and give people the autonomy to decide to join or not. Autonomy doesn't equal to chaos. It increases personal accountability. Then there's the law of two feet, which is an essential component of the open space technology approach. Simply put, it encourages people to leave a meeting 
when they feel they're wasting their time. Everyone becomes more mindful about being more productive, even down to space arrangements and material. The design of a room is one of the most undervalued hacks in corporate meetings. We want people to collaborate, get rid of the tables and other power symbols. Want your team to brainstorm more energized? Ask them to stand up instead of stay seated. Want to encourage trust and address sensitive issues? Try sitting in a circle. Small changes in the environment can dramatically improve collaboration and engagement. And remember, with all this, that we're talking about change and teamwork and people getting together and how they feel during a meeting and how they, we can get the most out of them in the meeting. So we're going to, after the next break, we can talk about some of those specifics about how one can get the most out of their people, those leaders who want insight, want feedback. It's all about making the company a better place to be and give better customer service to those who pay our checks. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about participation distribution some roles and time. Let's take a quick break and jump back to Voice America. See you in a minute. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. 
Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Rental Equipped Talk Radio. And today we are talking about two main subjects. Uh, One is change in general. And that has led us into some liberating structures. And sometimes when there's change, we need to change the structure or at least sit down and talk about it. And so if we do sit down and talk about it, how about participation, distribution, and roles and time? You may not think that these things are important, but they are. Some organizations lack the expertise on how to engage people effectively and broadly. They spend way too much time building decks and agendas and then overlook how to inspire active participation and not turn everyone into passive spectators. Think about what's expected of people. Who will do what? How will people interact and share their ideas? Design your meeting for participation. Define clear roles so everyone can contribute. And set time limits for specific activities to keep the energy flowing. Conversational turn-taking is an effective way to listen to the voice of quiet people. When participants speak one at a time in alternating turns, you can avoid interruptions and groupthink. Also, and I think very important, senior executives get to talk last so they don't influence or intimidate others, setting up their ideas to have a bunch of yes people in your meeting. And you can even look at groups configuration dynamics. Different tasks require different group sizes. For an intimate conversation or self-reflection, Smaller groups work best. For brainstorms, groups of four to six are more effective than asking a team of 20 to create together. Rotating people from one group to another or turn-taking are simple practices that create a big impact. There's a great concept called Troika Consulting which is a great way to, to get feedback from other teammates as well as to create a safe space. And I can really see this happening in the sales training space in our industry. The purpose is to answer two questions. What is your challenge? And what kind of help do you need? Divide people in small groups of three chairs, no table needed, Participants will take turns. One is the client, and the other two are the consultants. The client shares her his challenge for about a minute, and then turns around with his/her back 
facing the other two people, the consultants generate ideas, suggestions, and provide advice, but only give them about five minutes. The client turns around and shares what's found most valuable of everything the consultant said, and that ought to take about a minute. Switch roles and repeat the sequence. You really get an idea of what's on people's mind. Now, what about the sequence and the steps and time? Organizations like to understand and design customer journeys to provide a more satisfying experience, no doubt. However, when it comes to internal experiences, we expect it to happen organically. The same principles and practice should be applied to improve group collaboration in both casual and formal settings. Effective collaboration requires design and intentionality. The one, two, four, all exercise can be used in a brainstorm or meeting. It increases participation by integrating all voices progressively. This tool creates a safe space for introverts too. Because you know there's always somebody in the room who's going to be silent the whole time. They probably have more ideas in their head but just don't know how to express them at that point. So the sequence. One, after a challenge is shared with the entire group, each person reflects on it for one minute. Two, brainstorm in pairs for two minutes. Four, group people in foursomes. Ask them to continue brainstorming, building on the ideas each duo generated. And all, integrate everyone's ideas. Each group, one at a time, shares key ideas with the larger team. Everyone votes, the best ideas get selected. In all of this, change cannot be imposed. Successful organizations design and build a human, adaptive, and innovative culture. Their teams are agents of change, not just passive adopters. Liberating structures are not a silver bullet but simple ways to accelerate participation and collaboration. Change happens from within. Distributed authority is anything but chaotic. Autonomy brings out the best, not the worst, within your people. There are many teams in many different cultures within your industry. Which one works best for you? It's up to you to decide. And with change, you must be accountable. There are some articles out there on passive voice in the workplace that look at this from the perspective side. They make the case that passive voice might be holding back your career. And then if you use the active voice more, you will be seen as someone who takes responsibility for their mistakes and would take charge of a situation. 
I would actually caution against this as a general career advice. Uh, and it really depends on the company. So don't uh, do the wrong thing. In that environment, you wouldn't want to be the only person raising your hand for blame when everyone else was ducking for cover. As much as corporations want to talk about the talk about failure being okay, this is still not something that is rewarded, nor is it something you want to be seen doing. But look, I'm not concerned about survival strategies in large dysfunctional corporations anymore. And if you're not either, ditch the passive voice. This will help you assign ownership, take accountability, or even blame if necessary, avoid confusion, get things done. Bottom line, if you have a startup or a small business, try to make the active voice a conscious part of your culture. Be clear about who is doing what and who is responsible. As soon as a passive voice creeps in, you're becoming corporate with all of the shiftiness and lack of accountability that comes with it. And that will slow you down. So there's a couple of different types of people (laughs) that we talk about. And uh, the thing I want to mention is why you need to be street smart and not book smart. You need to know the how, not just the what and the why. Street smart kicks book smart's ass. There's no doubt about it. There are three sentences that don't count as a blog post. So let's add some insight to the opening statement. First off, let's debunk a theory. Being street smart doesn't mean you are uneducated or unintelligent. That's a completely false statement. I did relatively well at school and have a university degree, but I would definitely brand myself as streetwise, as would many others, especially in this industry. So what is it to be street smart? Being street smart means you have a good environmental or situational understanding. You know what's going on around you. More importantly, you can see what's happening around you. You're able to make judgments on the scenario, the place, and the people around you. And you're able to trust these personal judgments. Let's call it gut instinct. And yours is on point. It is Stripped back, having a basic understanding of the street level, being on the ground, being in the battle, rather than looking down on it. Further, your solutions to problems and tasks will more likely be practical and pragmatic. It is developed purely from experience in real life. It comes from actually doing the task or the work that others read about, from getting your hands dirty, from getting stuck in, whether it is through successes or failures, these firsthand experiences 
develop your knowledge and understanding of the world and your work. This is a fundamental advantage. You've learned things you can't just read about in books. You know the ins and outs that only can be gained by doing. And whereas Booksmart's knowledge is gained secondhand from readings and learnings, you know, <laughs> there's a lot more to be said from what's happening in the streets, so to speak. And I, I remember so much of that when working with my dad. Uh, he wanted me to go on to law school. I was not uh, a student, so to speak, but I got through my four years, made him happy, got a degree, and jumped right into the equipment rental business. And as a young man, having to learn to deal with older gentlemen who had been working with him for years and kind of climbing my way up the ladder to be in a more supervisory position, I have to say that I learned from each and every one of those gentlemen along the way and learning how to deal with customers and gave me a hell of a lot more street smarts than I ever learned sitting at a desk. So with that, we're going to take our last break before we come back. And we'll go back to you with Voice America. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE boom lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE boom lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the last segment of the show today. And today we have been talking about the word change, and that led us into some liberating structures. And all this has to do with our people, of course. And we just started on the subject of uh, you need to be street smart or book smart. And we've kind of started some of that conversation. And so I want, I want to continue that. And, uh, you know, I thought it was a great thing to be, to be book smart. And, you know, for many it is. It can't be denied that the book smarts are indeed smart. Some are, <laughs> some are some of the brainiest and most knowledgeable people around. Book smart can be described as exam smart or academically smart. Book smarts enjoy the structure of the learning environment. Study this. Take this test. Get this answer right. Move on to the next exam. They believe value lies in knowing things and reading things. However, another term you may have heard used to describe the book smarts is the smartest dumb people. And this is based on the notion that they have all the tools and that the knowledge, but they lack the practicality to put the learning into practice and execute it. They have the learning and understanding of what to do, Yet somehow, common sense and practicality seem to be missing. They have the know what and the know why, but the the actual know-how is non-existent. And in our industry, there's so much of show me how rather than read about how. So I'm all for the street smart guys, nothing against the book smart guys. Uh, It takes a little bit of both sometimes. And that is why being street smart or street wise is the key to success in your business. You can read all the success stories you like, but what happens when you're out in the real world with no reading at hand and the going is getting tough? And I think about this with with the men and women coming out of school these days. They've studied something and they have no idea what they're going to do with their career. So many, many do, don't get me wrong, but a lot of them don't. In these situations, the street smarts are ready to fight and defend themselves. They have prepared themselves for these moments. This is where their expertise comes into play. They have the world experience, which trumps the book smarts, word experience. World versus word, every single time. They have the life skills, which trumps the abstract learning of the book smart. They know how and understand their environment and who's in it. If you're starting, have started a business, and are not streetwise, or wish to be more so, I can offer one key piece of advice. Immerse yourself in the environment you work in. And I think there's never been truer words spoken for the equipment rental industry. 
you got to dive in with both hands. We used to start folks at the slab, learning all the components of the equipment, how to clean it, what it does. And then if they were lucky, they moved on into the inside sales arena and then possibly into an outside position. And hopefully at some point, as the company grew, moved into a management position. But you got to immerse yourself in that environment or the business that you work in. You got to get out there in person. You got to meet the clients. You got to get on site. Uh, get involved in the dirty work, as I said. Don't be hands off. With every experience, positive or negative, you become more accustomed, more comfortable, and more aware of your world. Learn it by living it. And all this today is talked about change, and we've come full circle to talk about the kind of people that work in this industry, quite frankly. And they got to be street smart people to do it. And if they're street smart and they're not shy, then they'll work through the liberating structure side and really contribute to your business as a whole. So there's no right or wrong answers for a lot of this stuff that we've talked about today. The inevitable is change. The structure you work in or the environment that you work in is important, and it's important for you to participate in it. So as I come into closing, I want to ask you, number one, what have you changed in your rental business? Number two, what would you like to change in your business? And number three, what do you need to change in your rental business. So let me hear from you. You can email me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. You know what? If you just want to talk about something, pick up the phone and call me or text me. My number is 504-615-0540. And remember that you can always listen on demand. I hope some of these issues today, especially about change, either helped or provoked some questions for the success of your business and this ever-changing industry. If you have some valuable content you'd like to share with the industry or would like to be a guest or suggest a guest, advertise or have a question or need a guest speaker or even a consultant, please get in touch with me. Today's quote, I think is very appropriate for today's show, is from none other than Charles Darwin. What foresight he had. Here's the quote. It is not the strongest of species that survives, not the most intelligent that survives. It's the one that is most adaptable to change. Truer words have never been spoken. I think that kind of sums up what all of our futures look like. If we can't adapt to change, which is inevitable, we got a long road to hoe. So you got to be open-minded, got to have a contingency plan. You never know what the future may hold for you. Let me be, let me be a perfect example of that. And so with that, uh, we're gonna we're gonna close out and keep that word change in your mind. And as always, it's been my honor to spend this time with you. I'm Donald Charbonnet. I'm your host and diehard of the rental industry. Signing off, and remember. Be safe and good renting, and 
Good luck with the changes that come your way. Back to you, Voice America. Thanks again for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.